the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. We also live in an evil and adulterous generation. So what should be the message that we proclaim to our generation? What does our generation need to hear? The resurrection. The resurrection. That God loves you. That Jesus Christ died on the cross for you. And on the third day, he rose again and he's alive. And the tomb is empty. And through Jesus Christ, you can have all of your sins forgiven. You can be reconciled to God and have a relationship with Him. What's man's greatest need? World peace? To stop hunger. Equality for everyone. Those are certainly nice ideas, but all of them, along with any other problem that burdens humanity, arise out of the brokenness of our hearts. That brokenness is because of our sin against God. As Pastor Dan will explain in today's message, while it's good for us to address the more temporary needs of the people we encounter, our most important calling is to share the truth that Jesus wants to save their eternal souls. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Matthew chapter 12 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. chapter 12, beginning in verse 38. Then some of the scribes and Pharisees answered, saying, Teacher, we want to see a sign from you. But he answered and said to them, An evil and adulterous generation seeks after a sign. And no sign will be given to it except the sign of the prophet Jonah. For as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the great fish, so will the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. The men of Nineveh will rise up in the judgment with this generation and condemn it, because they repented at the preaching of Jonah, and indeed a greater than Jonah is here. The Queen of the South will rise up in the judgment with this generation and condemn it, for she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon And indeed, a greater than Solomon is here. And when an unclean spirit goes out of a man, he goes through dry places seeking rest and finds none. And then he says, I will return to my house from which I came. And when he comes, he finds it empty, swept and put in order. Then he goes and takes with him seven other spirits more wicked than himself. And they enter and dwell there. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. So shall it also be with this wicked generation. While he was still talking to the multitudes, behold, his mother and brothers stood outside seeking to speak with him. Then one said to him, look, your mother and your brothers are standing outside seeking to speak with you. But he answered and said to the one who told him, who is my mother 
And who are my brothers? And he stretched out his hand toward his disciples and said, Here are my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. Lord, we thank you for your word. It's just so great to be studying through one of the Gospels and looking at your life and ministry. And Lord, we ask that your Holy Spirit would be our teacher today. Lord, that you would open our eyes and our ears and our hearts to your word. I pray and ask, Lord, that your spirit would be upon me to teach your word. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So this section of the Gospel of Matthew began really back at verse 22. If you want to look back at verse 22. Uh, And in verse 22, Jesus healed a man that was demon-possessed, blind, and mute. And as we discussed before, this was one of the three messianic miracles that the rabbis taught the Messiah would do when he comes. The three messianic miracles, again, are casting out a demon from a mute person, cleansing lepers, and healing a person born blind. And the rabbis taught that the Messiah, when he comes, will do these three particular miracles, and Jesus did them. Jesus performed them all. And when, if you look at verse 23, when Jesus healed this man, in verse 23, the crowd said, could this be the son of David? The son of David is a messianic title. So after this miracle, the crowd immediately asked the question, is this the Messiah? And the Pharisees and scribes who were present there in the audience, they said that Jesus did this miracle by the power of Satan, not the power of God. And that became the official position of Judaism regarding Jesus Christ and his miracles. He did his miracles through demonic power. And that was their official verdict on Jesus. And this verdict by the religious leaders, it prompted Jesus to explain how illogical it would be for him to use demonic power to cast out demons. It would be self-defeating for Satan to cast out Satan. And then in verses 31 and 32, Jesus warned the Pharisees and scribes about committing the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. The blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. And the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit is essentially when the Holy Spirit reveals Jesus Christ to a person and convinces that person of the truthfulness of Jesus Christ and their need for Jesus Christ. And then that person rejects Jesus Christ. They reject the truth the Holy Spirit has revealed to them about Jesus. That's the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit, and that's the only unpardonable sin. The religious leaders knew that Jesus was from God. They knew that he was the promised Messiah. Jesus did what the Old Testament scripture said the Messiah would do. He fulfilled hundreds of prophecies about the Messiah, and yet they rejected him. Not because of a lack of evidence or proof or understanding. They understood who Jesus was. They committed the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. And that all leads up to our passage today. And in our passage today, this exchange between the religious leaders and Jesus Christ continues. Now in verse 38, the scribes and Pharisees ask Jesus for a sign. They're still in this conversation. Now they say, show us a sign. And the idea is, give us a sign that proves who you are. Obviously, the Pharisees and scribes were not sincere 
when they requested a sign. Jesus just gave them a sign who proves who he is. He just cast a demon out of a mute person. And before that, in chapter 12, he healed a man with a withered hand in a synagogue. Plus, he's performed countless miracles, healing people with all kinds of sickness and disease, setting people free from demonic possession, cleansing lepers, even raising the dead back to life. And so the religious leaders were not sincere when they asked for a sign from Jesus. He's given them plenty of signs. Now, there's nothing wrong with asking God for a sign to confirm something to you or, or, or praying for God to do something miraculous or to reveal his will to you or to reveal himself to you. As, as long as you ask with a sincere heart and pure motives, the Bible says that God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. God wants to reveal himself to us. He wants to reveal his will to us. And so it's appropriate for us to ask for him to do these things. But but again, the religious leaders, they're not sincerely asking for a sign here. Their motives aren't pure. And look at Jesus' response to their request for a sign in verse 39. He answered and said to them, An evil and adulterous generation seeks after a sign. And no sign will be given to it except the sign of the prophet Jonah. For as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the great fish, so will the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. So Jesus not only addresses the religious leaders, he addresses that whole generation. And he said an evil and adulterous generation seeks after a sign. The generation that Jesus came to and ministered to was an evil and adulterous generation. Now they were deeply religious, but they were wicked and they were unfaithful to God. A person can be very religious and devout and be unfaithful to God. And maybe every generation is, is evil and adulterous in some way. Uh, but I, I would say for sure that the generation that we live in is an evil and adulterous generation. And the Bible tells us that the world will become more and more wicked and more and more ungodly as time goes on, that that will actually characterize the last days, wickedness and ungodliness. It's going to continue to get worse. And so what Jesus says here about his generation is important for us living in our generation because his generation was wicked and adulterous. Jesus said, He will give them one sign. And the only sign Jesus will give them is the sign of the prophet Jonah. And he explains in verse 40, for as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the great fish, so will the son of man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. Now, before we talk about the sign of the prophet Jonah, let me first point out to you that Jesus believed the story of Jonah And the great fish. He believed it actually happened. That it was a true story. You know elsewhere in the gospels. Jesus speaks about Adam and Eve. Jesus believed in Adam and Eve. That they were real people. The first two humans created by God. Jesus did not believe that man evolved. Jesus also speaks about Noah. And the flood. 
So Jesus believed Noah and the flood and the ark. He speaks of the judgment of Sodom and Gomorrah. He believed that actually happened. He believed these were historical events. He did not believe they were myths or folklore or fictional stories. Jesus spoke of them as literal and historical. And if you're a Christian, but you would say, I don't believe those things. I don't believe those things that you you just mentioned. I, I, I don't believe the creation account in Genesis. I believe in evolution. Or I, I don't believe there was an actual Adam and Eve, that they were the first two humans. I don't believe that there was a global flood and an ark. I don't believe God wiped out Sodom and Gomorrah. I, I don't really believe the story of Jonah and the great fish. Well, then you have a different view of the Bible than Jesus Christ. What you believe about the Bible is different from Jesus and what he believed. You disagree with Jesus. And you both can't be right. One of you is wrong. And I'll let you figure out which one is probably wrong. You're listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City, Maryland. We'll return to the second half of today's message in a moment. But first, here's a word from Pastor Dan. It's my privilege to share the Word of God with you through our radio ministry, Ring of Truth. Thank you for tuning in each day. Hey, I would love to hear from you. Will you take a moment to email me to tell me how these daily studies have ministered to you? I want to hear your story. You can email me through our website at calvaryec.com. That's calvaryec.com. Thanks, Pastor Dan. Now let's join him again for the conclusion of today's edition of Ring of Truth. Now the sign of the prophet Jonah is the resurrection. The resurrection. Jesus said, the one and only sign I will give this evil and adulterous generation is my resurrection. Jesus will die on the cross for the sins of the world. He will be buried, and on the third day he will rise again. And the resurrection will be the sign that validates who Jesus is, that validates his words and his ministry. Romans chapter 1 verse 4 says that Jesus was declared to be the Son of God by the resurrection. By the resurrection. How do we know for sure that Jesus was the son of God? The resurrection. How do we know that Jesus was the promised Messiah? The resurrection. How can we be sure that his sacrifice on the cross for our sins was accepted in heaven and we are completely forgiven and reconciled to God? The resurrection. How can we be sure that Jesus is the only way to heaven and every other way is wrong? The resurrection. The empty tomb. Jesus died, he was buried, and he rose again. And Jesus said, the one and only sign I will give this evil and adulterous generation that demonstrates who I am is my resurrection. The resurrection of Jesus Christ was the message of the apostles in the book of Acts, which is the model church for us to follow. And we could spend the rest of our time going chapter by chapter and page by page through the book of Acts. 
And we would see that every message the apostles preached was about the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Why? Why do they always proclaim the resurrection, that Jesus Christ is alive, that he's not dead? Because the resurrection is the one sign that verifies who Jesus is more than any other sign. Now, as I said earlier, we also live in an evil and adulterous generation. So what should be the message that we proclaim to our generation? What does our generation need to hear? The resurrection. The resurrection. That God loves you. That Jesus Christ died on the cross for you. And on the third day, he rose again and he's alive. And the tomb is empty. And through Jesus Christ, you can have all of your sins forgiven. You can be reconciled to God and have a relationship with him. That's our message. That's our message for our generation. Well, don't we need something more sophisticated than that for this generation? Don't we need something more relevant for our current culture? Don't we need to try to reach people's felt needs? Nope. Listen, the resurrection is relevant to every culture because in every culture and in every age, the greatest need of man is to have your sins forgiven and to be reconciled to God. That's true everywhere. All the time. Look at verse 41 again. In verse 41, look what he says. The men of Nineveh, will rise up in the judgment with this generation and condemn it because they repented at the preaching of Jonah and indeed a greater than Jonah is here. Now we recently studied the book of Jonah in our Thursday night Old Testament study. If you, if you missed that, I encourage you to go on our website or our app and go back and listen to those messages But as you know, in the days of Jonah, Nineveh was part of the Assyrian Empire. It became the capital of the Assyrian Empire. And the Assyrians were brutal, wicked, pagan, idolaters who terrorized the Middle East in their day. We just talked about that this past Thursday. And God sent Jonah, the prophet, to Nineveh. And initially, as you know, Jonah refused to go to Nineveh because Jonah knew God is a merciful God. And Jonah feared the Ninevites might repent and God would forgive them and spare them. And the people of Nineveh were so wicked that Jonah believed they didn't deserve the opportunity to be forgiven. They deserve God's judgment and Jonah's opinion. And so Jonah, initially, he refused to go to Nineveh. He got on a ship heading the opposite direction. But after some persuading from God and a great fish, that helped. uh, Jonah reluctantly made the 700-mile journey from Joppa to Nineveh. And when Jonah arrived at the city of Nineveh, he walked through the streets of Nineveh declaring, 40 days. And Nineveh will be overthrown. Forty days. And Nineveh will be overthrown. Forty days. And judgment will come. That's all that he said. Jonah's message offered no hope. It offered no way to be forgiven. He he didn't mention repentance or, or mercy. And Jonah performed no signs or wonders to, to, to validate his message. Just forty days. And you're all toast. 
And then he went up on a hillside and waited and watched. But when the people of Nineveh heard Jonah's message, the entire city repented. They immediately felt deep deep sorrow and shame over their sin. They turned from their evil ways and violence, it says. And they cried out to God in the hope that he might show them mercy. A wicked, pagan, idol-worshipping people who didn't know the God of Jonah, didn't own a Bible, they repented. And God saw their repentance and God was merciful to the Ninevites. And Nineveh experienced the greatest revival in the history of the world. And Jesus says, and one greater than Jonah is here. One greater than Jonah was in Israel. Jonah traveled 700 miles to get to Nineveh. Jesus traveled all the way from heaven to earth. Jonah's message offered no hope. Jesus came to offer forgiveness of sins to anyone and everyone who comes to him. Jonah said, 40 days and you're all going to be judged and die. Jesus said, I'll die in your place. I'll take God's judgment for you so that you might have eternal life. Jonah did no miracles. Jesus' preaching was validated by many signs and wonders. And yet the people of Israel refused to repent and receive Jesus Christ. Instead, they wanted to destroy him. Look again at verse 41. The people of Nineveh, they received less revelation about God, less light, less information than those living in Israel in the days of Jesus. Yet the people of Nineveh, they heard enough to repent. And so the people of Nineveh will stand in judgment of the generation that rejected Jesus Christ and condemn it. Now, if, if you're here today and you're a, you're a non-believer, you're not a Christian, maybe you would identify yourself as a skeptic or an agnostic, you have so much light available to you. You have the Bible available to you. If you don't own a Bible, you can take one from us. You have Bible teaching churches in your community. You have Christian radio and TV. You have the internet and the resources available on the internet. You have the truth available and accessible to you more than ever before in any generation. And and here's what Jesus is saying here. Please listen. There are billions and billions of people throughout church history who repented and believed in Jesus Christ with much less light available to them, with much less information. And on Judgment Day, the non-believer living today will not be able to make the excuse that they did not have enough information to make a decision for Jesus Christ. If you're a non-believer, a skeptic, an agnostic, that excuse ain't going to fly on Judgment Day. Because on Judgment Day, billions of people who believed based on little revelation of Jesus Christ that they received will stand up and condemn you for your unbelief. And on Judgment Day, if you try to say, well, there just wasn't enough information for me to make a decision for Christ. Billions of people will be able to stand up and say, we had a lot less than you. And we believed. 
been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pastor Dan has been teaching through the book of Matthew, the first book in the New Testament. Pastor Dan has more to share with you next time, but if you have any questions or would like to talk to us and have any prayer requests, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach us at 410-491-4592. The number again is 410-491-4592. You can also get in touch with us by visiting our website. Go to calvaryec.com and look under the About tab, then click on Contact. You're welcome to submit prayer requests on our website too. If you're interested in finding additional messages from this series, you can access those at calvaryec.com as well, under the Media tab. Have you connected with a local church? If not, we encourage you to find a church family. It will help guide and support you in your faith. If you're in the area, please join us at Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in Columbia, Maryland. For more details, visit calvaryec.com. Our website is a great place to find out what we believe. And you can also get to know Pastor Dan a little more. Feel free to explore and learn more at calvaryec.com. In our next edition, you'll have the opportunity to gain some additional insights from this New Testament book. Pastor Dan will help bring some things to light for you right here on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that craft and am what I know because I know His voice and it only takes General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.